never gets old it goes so hard it goes so hard i love that intro so true the q so a's true. never get old either q and a q and a's never i love it i love a nice q and a it uh it, it allows me to answer whatever i want yes never gets old somebody they're the same guy has when when i first came out with the pious intro and when i came out with the eucharist intro which also goes hard uh the same guy said the intros were too long i'm like Dude, like they're 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 a minute long. You guys, you just skip just skip through it. Like it takes six six double clicks if you wanted to know to get through sixty seconds of my intro. Bro, bro, deal with it, bro. Sorry. No, no, you can't make a, 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 a intro dedicated to Pius the Tenth. No, no. I, I honestly, I had people talking about how much they like my edits. That I should start doing like actual edits rather than just uh, making these for my intros. I don't know. Maybe I was thinking. I'm thinking every single new series because I'm doing like a Eucharistic series right now. That's actually why I was late because I was recording an episode of the Eucharistic series for when I'm gone. And I'm um, for for every new loci of theology that I go over. Like if I do a Mariology one, I'll do a Mary um, intro. If I do like a Christology one, I'll do a Christ uh, Christ intro. I'm just gonna do a bunch of intros. Uh, okay, so ask questions. That's why we're here. How's it going, gentlemen? It's going good. Oh, yeah. And I forgot. I always forget to remind you guys. Uh, if I see that you are a patron, I will. Uh, or if you just put like P or something next to your question, um, I will make sure I answer those first. And also super chats. I never ask for super chats. I always forget to. But uh, apparently, I think I have them turned on. I don't even know if I have them turned on, to be honest. Um. Would you consider the veneration of images to be a development or truly apostolic? Yes. Okay. Next question. <laughs> yes to what? <laughs> yeah, the veneration of images is both a development and truly apostolic. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's okay. a fair point. Well, yeah, because because I'm being a bit cheeky. Uh, because what you have is you have in the apostolic deposit uh, on the teaching of the incarnation, virtually contained in the teaching of the incarnation, is the laseity of venerating an image of christ that is virtually contained in the teaching of the incarnation so yes in that sense it is an apostolic teaching because it was uh as we know in uh in logic uh the the conclusion is virtually contained in the premises so when we have the premise of the incarnation virtually contained in that is the conclusion of the veneration of icons but when it comes to actual playing out of the practice itself working that theology into practice uh no that's not something which is uh which is apostolic it's a development 
and the Orthodox are like, oh, actually, St. Luke uh, painted uh, painted an icon of Mary. Uh, I, I think that's just retarded, to be, to be perfectly fair. I'll be I'll be honest. Do you believe real. it? You do? Yeah, yeah. Bro, what? Yeah, what? It's like a, bro, it's like a medieval legend or something, dude. No, no, I don't think it's like a genuine like icon. I just think it's kind of like a painting. That's it. So, so you think so you think Luke actually painted the Virgin Mary? Yeah. But what in the bro? I didn't yeah. know I had a I had a, an orth a crypto ortho. Dude, there's there's so many like orthodox uh legends that you can I mean, like, so for example, um, oh, I forget which which one is. Is it, is it Bartholomew that's in Cyprus? His body's in Cyprus. I'm forgetting which one it is. Uh, not Bartholomew. I'm I don't know. It's one of it's one of the ones that start with a B. And there's like another medieval legend that's like, actually, no, he's in Marseille. But like, that's just wrong. Like, that's just objectively wrong. He's not. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of like legends that come from like Orthodox. The legend of Saint Luke as the author of the first Christian icons had been developed in Byzantium during the iconoclastic controversy, as attested fake. by eighth-century sources. Fake. fake. Owned, I owned, owned, owned. Fake. Wikipedia said so. Owned, fake. owned. But that's. Owned. But here's the thing. That's that's using the same logic as like those people that say like, actually, the longer ending of Mark was like like made up later. Like this. Cringing that's, gay. No, exa exactly. But I think it's just like, this is probably the first time that they talked about it, but I don't think that's the first time it was ever like... You, you don't think somebody would have like randomly mentioned it? Like, oh, oh, just ha just so happens it's not until the 8th century. Well, that actually, actually, yeah, because for example, the first time we ever hear about the Assumption of Mary is when someone asks like, hey, whatever happened to Mary's body? And it's like, oh, you didn't know she was assumed into heaven. Like in the 300s. So they never talked well, about it for too long. Well, yeah, because, the, I mean, there's obviously like the archaeological arguments for the assumption. Like the well, fact yeah, that of, of course. There's no, there's no like bodily relics of her, yeah. which, uh, which lends to the case. But I mean, uh, I, I think that's something a bit different because I, I don't think something like that would have been like super duper uber uh, publicized, especially considering like the bad type of communication you have going on back then. Which is the but, same reason why people think, are like, you think people it are like, utterly... for Luke, you think it wouldn't have happened? You think like, oh. like, okay, what archaeological evidence do we have? Be like, oh, like, bro, trust Luke painted this. And then, then people look at it like, what, oh, it looks what, like Luke's handwriting. Trust, bro. bro, trust. Literally, it is trust. <laughs> what kind of. <laughs> the, the assumption is completely true. different because there's archaeological evidence which grounds the conclusion of the assumption. Yeah, but like, like at least it's like, like it, it, this isn't like a, a doctrine. It's just like an opinion or a belief. Why? Why would? Okay. Yeah, but bro, just trust. But it, like, I, I, think I, just like... I would. The point I'm trying to make is, I would believe that this would have happened. I would have believed that they would have met, and I would have believed that it, Luke painted. Well, obviously, I think they. I, obviously, I think they met because it's pretty clear from uh, Luke's gospel that he has a special sort of. Uh, source in the blessed virgin mary some of the details that he adds that the other gospels don't is that he had a very close connection with the blessed virgin mary which history attests to but it doesn't mean he painted a picture of of her like i i know dende have you ever seen me going around painting pictures of dende just because you know somebody doesn't mean you paint pictures of them but the legend is is that he was an artist so like is there a mention of him being an artist before before that uh i'd have to check actually Probably not, 
but uh, okay, exactly. Wouldn't... I have no reason to believe that that's actually. It's not just like a pious legend. Okay, but pious Saint legends Ag- are based. No, Saint Saint Augustine says that we ought not to believe falsehood because we're the religion of truth. When it comes, when it, when he was true, pious real, real. Yeah, no, no, really? Saint Augustine. Oh my gosh. Really, cringe, bro, cringe. but bro, dog people are real because Saint Augustine said so. Dog people are real. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not real. real. Bro, are you kidding? Me? Bro, don't Trust believe, me. dude. Don't bro, believe. Just, bro, Whatever modern, you do, don't modernism. believe that Luke painted an icon of the Virgin Mary. But believe in like dog people, bro. Trust, so real, true. dude. Real. It is, it is real, dude. It is real. Oh, cope, cope, cope. Cope, seethe, cope, seethe, cope. Whatever. <laughs> Stop watching to to watch the Eucharistic intro just because it goes so hard. It Base. does. It all goes hard. Everything goes so hard. Okay, so what is um your favorite argument against the Church of England? There are so many, but what is the one that's most weight for you? I guess the Church of England, like Church of England proper. Bro, like literally just look at it. <laughs> I don't think I need to argue against the Church of England, dude. Like literally just like oh my, actually can't define a woman, my actually like female bishops, like bro. Like if you're talking about like Anglicanism, like it's a little bit more difficult. But like just the Church of England, like come on, I, I think anybody with half a brain cell, which isn't uh the brain cell hasn't, I don't know, swallowed like like three tons of uranium in that single brain cell could probably tell you the church of England is not the church established by Jesus Christ. And how, how about Anglicanism though? Disprove Anglicanism though. Are you talking about like, just well, I think- like, for example, ACNA, like just, just uh, the doctrine of their churches. Well, I think it's, uh, it's okay. Augustine is coming on the stream. Let's go. Let's go. W W. Well, I think um, if I that would be a little bit more difficult when it comes to like the ACNA and the continuum groups and and such like that. But my main argument is that when it comes to Anglicanism, what you have to understand if that you're actually a re- if you're a reader in classical Anglicanism Anglican thought, like if you're reading like Richard Hooker and and guys like that, if you're actually reading the sources of the Elizabethan establishment that was uh, bringing about. Anglicanism. You cannot have Anglicanism in any uh, meaningful sense if you don't have the established church. Like you, you just can't have it. Like without like the the connection with the state, um, you, you you just can't have it. Like you you can't have a schismatical Anglican sect that just doesn't exist. Well, schismatical in the sense as separated from um, the the establishment. It, it's it's part of its DNA. It's like having. Um, Amer- the American government with like no president or something like that. It, it just doesn't work out. So I think the best argument against the rest of them is that the uh, the Church of England also failed. Yeah. Is there? I well, I mean, I guess. So I think I think what is being asked is like, is there like a, like for example like Anglican doctrine? Just their understanding of whatever whether it be on like the 39 articles or whatever no I, it's it's just the, the 39 articles i actually have a really old video where i went over the the four different who's texting me nobody ever texts me did somebody get my number is this gonna be like a death threat from the anglicans okay oh, i just got a thumbs up from somebody 
Okay, so what was I was I going to thirty the thirty nine article? Oh yeah, with the I did an old video on the thirty nine articles where I went over the four different ways that Anglicans have of reading the thirty nine articles and like the ten trillion different conclusions they have. They 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 have. I I can't think of a of a body with a more varied uh, interpretation of doctrine than than the Anglicans. It's it's it, it you you get everything from basically Hillsong to like basically like more more uh trad than than like the set of a contest <laughs> it's so so trad that you go or, or like basically orthodox or like more oriental fan there's like oriental orthodox fans in anglicanism or there's like basically like luther bros or like basically more presbyterianism it, it, it's like i i i can't even think of um or there's even i can't even think of like a meaningful a description of Anglican doctrine, especially because uh, the binding power of the 39 articles and of the liturgical disciplines of the church was really uh, bound up with the, with, with the church of England and being connected with the state. It was, those two were intrinsically bound together. So again, what basically what happened with Anglicanism, the reason why it went uh, so bad so fast is because of the disestablishment, uh, well, practical disestablishment, when it came to the relationship between the Church of England and then the Crown. Now, I have to ask you this: uh, w Is it would it be possible for the Thirty Nine Articles to be disestablished, or is that even possible? Um, I guess technically, the uh, when it comes to the revisions of the Thirty Nine Articles, I know there's canons on this in it, because there actually is Anglican canon law. I know that there's canons on this, uh, but it would it would it would have to do something with uh, with Parliament. <laughs> and the crown because there's this the, the same sort of process when it comes to the book of common prayer and updating the worship of the church is if you, basically what happened is if you went against the liturgical disciplines such as what happened in mid uh to late 19th century anglicanism with the ritualist movement you would incur the wrath of the state because the state was the one who who were um who were telling people what to do. So you had uh, Anglo-Catholic priests, they would go and try to do the benediction of the Blessed Sacrament, or they would try to pray an Ave, or they would try to wear vestments or use candles or incense or anything like that, and they would get thrown in jail for it, actually, owned, uh, for, for doing it. And then they were like, well, well, screw you, we're becoming Catholic. So they all, uh, a lot of them converted. That's fair. All right. I guess move on to the next question or <laughs> um hypothetically uh what um yeah i'm not answering that question it's gay why what's the question it's like this this like vague hypothetical question it's obviously meant somehow to be against me but i'm not <laughs> yeah yeah Nice, nice uh, attempt to get us to go after Michael Lofton or something. Yeah, nice. Oh wait, is that? It's 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 exoteric. Is is that is that about Michael Lofton? I thought it was about it's, me. I don't know. I have no is idea. Is that about? Okay, exoteric. Hypothetically, if a semi-public figure was to call out another semi-public figure for causing scandal. Oh my gosh, there's so many questions. Okay, if you want, yeah. if you want your. Bro, throw those super chats in, dude. If you, if you want us to answer all your questions, because yeah, we're probably so, not going to get to all of these. There's so like many 15. of these. Okay, how do, where was I before? 
So let, let me see if there's any other explanations from Exoteric. You should paint a picture of Dende. I'm not. I don't. Dog want... people are real. They're not. That's just oh, not possible. Oh, okay. I'm trying. Uh, you know what? I, if Exoteric explains more of what he's talking about, then he said semi-public. I don't know. Is that like? Do I habitually cause scandal? I don't think so. I habitually troll the libs. Uh, what do you think uh, of the Protestant argument that tradition, according to the early church fathers, was just the books uh, of the Bible that hadn't been written yet? Yeah, so this this argument is about the way in which we read St. Irenaeus. And I actually favor when it comes to – I know this is – this is really weird, but when I read Thessalonians and it talks about holding the traditions, uh, whether by word of mouth, by epistle, I do think that's talking about the preaching of the apostolic, uh, basically the preaching of the gospel, which is basically be found in the Apostles' Creed. Um, and also when Irenaeus talks about it, because the main uh, focus is basically what you have is you have the preaching of the gospel um, as the the rule for the interpretation of scripture, and then also the the rule of, of faith to which we should assent to. And uh, the, the way in which a lot of um, interpreters interpret uh, the, the passages throughout the New Testament talk about the traditions as being like liturgical disciplines or stuff like that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't make sense. It makes more sense because we're not like giving uh, assenting unto with the assent of faith to like, the, the fact that uh, the, the proper matter of of confirmation or something like that, or the proper form of confirmation, something something weird like that, like they'll interpret it as. But I do think it's talking about basically the preaching of the apostolic deposit, which becomes that rule wherein um, where we assent to with the assent of faith. So uh, that that's I hope that's helpful for how I would uh, I would go at. So I, I do think that there's like kind of uh looking at St. Irenaeus and saying, look, oh, he's actually talking about this or that, or like, he's actually talking about like the assumption and stuff like that. I, I don't think that's fair. I think he's basically just talking about what's contained in the Apostles' Creed. How about you, Dende? Uh, I would have to study up more on this matter, but I probably would just say that that's not what they're talking about with tradition. I don't think that they're talking about the books of the Bible that hadn't been written yet. Yeah, I think I think that is really <laughs> that's, that's a really that's, odd I know, tradition. Title. I think tradition is basically like it's basically the rule the rule of faith, which they're which they're passing down to preaching. Basically, like the like if you could look at like one of Peter's sermons from the Book of Acts, that's basically like what they're speaking about when they call it the rule of faith, like talking about the the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord, His ascension into heaven, uh, the sacraments, um, like th- things like that. Basically, what's contained in our creeds is what they're going to be, what they're going to be preaching. So, so yeah, uh, I, I think, um, I think they're wrong if they're going to say that it's the book of books, of the Bible, which haven't been written yet. I think that's really, really weird. And I also think it's wrong to, to add in a bunch of weird extra stuff to, uh, to those traditions. I don't think that's the, the direct intent. Yeah. A conclusion is contained in its premises as an effect is in its cause. Correct. Lazarus. It was Lazarus. What about Lazarus? Oh, La- Lazarus is the one from Cyprus. Wait, is he? No, he's not. It's not Lazarus. It's it's um. Who was the one that went with Paul? 
Titus? You know what? You know what I'm what? Titus? No, no. It's Barnabas? the one who it's the one in Acts who is always seen with Paul. Barnabas? Yeah, I think it's Barnabas. I think Barnabas was the one in Cyprus. I don't think it was Lazarus. I could be wrong. Oh, somebody sent five dollars, so I'm required to answer their question. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Copo also sent one. How do you explain dogman lynching on Euclid in 30 seconds? What? Average, average Copo tweet. What is dogman lynching? Uh, I don't know what he's talking about. They don't exist. I, I can tell you. Owned, owned. If they if they existed, uh, we would know about it by now. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I tried the Michigan Dogman. <gasps> wow, that's so interesting. It happens to be all around the world, and it happens to also be in Michigan. Wow. Bro, that's they're so actually hidden. They're hidden from view. Bro. All I'm saying is that um, with the dogmen, they happen to be they happen to be all around um, Michigan, bro, bro. The church fathers like knew about Michigan. They went no, no, to no. Michigan. I'm not saying that they knew about Michigan. What I'm yeah, saying bro. is that you have certain weird supernatural, paranormal stuff that happens, like werewolves. I believe in werewolves. Like you believe in werewolves, right? No. Well, you don't believe in werewolves? No. The liturgy of the church has rights for werewolves and vampires. Yeah, I believe in vampires. I don't believe in werewolves. Okay, okay, whatever. It's like vampires, okay? Yeah, I, I believe I believe in I believe in vampires, not in the sense that they're like weird whatever. You do not I just think in I, I just think that they're I just think that vampires by the way, I don't are you serious that they the, the church has Yeah, yeah, I'm serious. Are you being serious? Okay, yeah. I've never heard this before. But I believe that vampires exist only in the sense that it's just like, like Satanists that drink blood because they think that it'll like make them live well, longer. I, I, okay, basically, what I think is when you have demonic possession, there's uh, there's actually since since there's such an intrinsic connection between the body and the soul. For example, when you have a saint and they die, their body is incorrupt because of their of their uh, saintliness so when there's a certain demonic possession which pushes somebody to wickedness there can actually be a uh, corporeal um expressions of this for yeah, example uh when, when you have uh like, there might be weird phenomenons like they might turn into like a wendigo or what wendigo how do you pronounce it wendigo wendigo they might turn into like a wendigo or they might like turn into a werewolf or like a vampire and drink blood and stuff like that I I'm gonna be honest. I think that vampires are just like occultists. I don't think that. I mean, well, obviously, occultists are demonically possessed anyway. But like, I don't think that it's like that. I don't think they randomly do stuff. I mean, if you if you look at some like exorcism records, uh, usually they'll so uh, they'll say prayers over the person being exorcised, and to check if there's a demon, usually a person will try and like attack the priest who's saying the prayers. Uh, that's that's usually how you can tell if there's a person that's demonically possessed. But, like, I'm pretty sure this is just, like, weirdos that like to eat, like, dead corpses because they think it'll, like, bring them life. Like, um, oh, gosh, I forget what the guy's name was. But, but you know, like, 
there were like a ton of like necromancers that were part of like a, a Queen Elizabeth's like court. There were like Queen Elizabeth's like chaplains. There were like a ton of like weirdo like cultists, and they would talk about like summoning souls back from the dead in graveyards and like digging up bodies and crap. No, so true. Never heard of this. No. Dog people are real, real. Dog people is real. So true. It is real. Okay, so I'm still trying. I'm still still trying to, like, star all the questions I'm going to answer. Okay, we have to. There was another one. Gosh. Okay, so there's an argument that the new ordination of priests introduced by King Edward is similar or based off of. Um, the Leonine ordinal of the fifth century. Yes, this is this is an argument which is given. So uh, let, let me see if I can remember. Um, try, trying to go back into my brain to remember my to, just to, just to unlock all of my apostolic curia um, defenses. So when it comes to apostolic curia and uh, gosh. Um, Trying to remember. Uh, do you do you want some help here, but I'm trying to. I do need some help. Okay, uh, as far as I remember from Apostolic Curia, it has nothing to do with the actual rites themselves. I don't think that. I think it's. I think it's more the rites being invalid, um, not what the form of the actual rite is. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong, right? Because obviously, like, I'll be real with you. Like, even the Book of Common Prayer is taken from a lot of different, like, like yeah. places that even even Catholics would cite. So there's there's nothing like, you know, like invented really in Anglican like uh, prayers or rites. But the thing is, is that the theology concerning the priesthood tends to be like a bit odd, and it differentiates itself from the Catholic understanding of of uh, the priesthood. And so when a bishop confers the priesthood in Catholicism, they're doing something different than they are in Anglicanism. The, the, the view of Anglican priesthood and Catholic priesthood is not, uh, they're not substantially the same things, if I remember correctly. And that's the argument that's made here. Okay. So... Yeah, John Fisher 2.0, his his article on this is, is basically really good. So in order to have valid form, uh, he basically says that you need one of two things. Either you must have words which signify um, the sacred, that express the sacred order of priesthood or its grace and power. So... Uh, basically the grace and power have to do with consecrating offering the true body and blood of our Lord. So when it comes to uh, receive basically the, uh, the 52 uh, and 59 uh, ordinals, what they say is just receive the Holy ghost, um, which does not have to do with the either. It doesn't name the priesthood at all. And it also um, doesn't at all mention the grace or power of the priesthood, which is the uh, consecration of the body and blood of our Lord. So it has to do with the form, and then also has to do with the uh, intent. 
because they really do equivocate when it comes to consecrating the body and blood. And they also equivocate when it comes to uh, sacrifice. So uh, both form and intent uh, really do matter here. What would those things? So, so when it comes to the when it comes to the ordinal of um, the Leonine ordinal, it does um, mention uh, the the priesthood or the uh, the power of the priesthood. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, no, it's it's. Yeah, I could for some reason I couldn't remember that for the life of me. Okay, I need to go back to starred. Who's my favorite Protestant theologian? Oh. Um, my favorite Protestant theologian. Yeesh, that's a, that's a difficult one. I answer this question all the time, and I feel like every time I, I uh, change my answer, I'd say Lancelot Andrews, Bishop Lancelot Andrews. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that one. Lancelot, Lancelot Andrews is like the, the theologian that everybody has to like at least kind of love a little bit. Uh, what, what's your favorite one? Uh, I don't know. I'll be honest. Like, uh, that's a really tough question. I'm gonna just say none, because I mean, there's obviously ones that are way more impressive than others. But I'll just, I'll just say like for now, none. But I, th- th- there are definitely like some that are uh, pretty close. You know what I mean? They're, they're pretty, they're pr- pretty close to like. Catholicism and they do make like proper arguments. I haven't um, really made up my mind on that. Okay. Question for Augustine. How are you so based? Ah, the star of the show left. I might as well leave. So true. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. What is worse, Mormonism or Christian Zionism? Mormonism. Really? Yes. Bro, Mormons think America is Zion. Okay, but that's like less cringe than, you know, the tiny hats. No, it's yeah. not. No, okay. it's not. Anything that has to do with the tiny hats, uh, it becomes. No, 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 no. I, 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 cause, cause here's the thing, right? Of course, of course, that, that is more cringe. Like what you're saying is more cringe than Mormonism. But the ideology that like America, like how could you be fooled? and duped into thinking that America is like the new Zion. Like I could get like Christian Zionism, how you could like fall into that. But Mormonism, like, bro, what, you know, I don't know. <sighs> oh, it's about Lofton calling Marshall schismatic. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Lofton, Lofton, uh, habitually, uh, has, Lo- has on the heretical, yeah, I was gonna say Lofton. Well, so, oh, not 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 people who are heretics. Let me be very clear. But people putting forth heretical propositions. I'll, I'll leave it at that. So manifestly heretical people. I will not comment anymore. <laughs> I'm not gonna comment. I'm not gonna. You comment. heard the man's super chats work too, based because we have I have 14 starred things too. Yeah, but uh. I can't say. My cousin's grandma said they hanged a dog van on her island when she was little. She was serious. Why is it thundering so? Oh my gosh! I heard. I heard that. Bro, I heard that through the mic. Oh my! Yo, long time. Oh, hi, Hassan. Based Hassan. Uh, Copo. It's called an Albanian. 
Dende is good on the Young Earth creation question. Yeah, I guess so we'll put true. on. Don't, what, don't what ask is, me that. What is your view on the Young Earth creation? Oh, wow. You ask have to answer now. That. You have to answer now. Um, I don't I don't believe YEC. Sorry, bros. What? Do you know? Why do you mean like what? Like you know that you've known that. What? How? What? How? How, man? I don't know, man. You know. I just, I just don't follow the same line of thinking as Bizcat. I mean, obviously, I hold that like there are a lot of things that, uh, like young Earth creationists will point out. You have to hold right. So, for example, like, um, like I believe it was uh, Eve being created from Adam's side. I think you have to hold this. Like, for example, like that's a really good point. Um, and a lot of the people that don't follow young earth creationism, like, uh, for, wait, wait, so for, are, for you, are you, are you just, okay. If this is basically what I believe is, um, what, uh, basically what I believe Adam created immediately from the dust of the earth. Well, yeah, no, I, what Eve I'm saying created is immediately from the rib of Adam and the soul created immediately. Well, I mean, when it comes to like the other animals, who gives a crap whether they're, but, no, 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 I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying like there, there are things did, here. Did we descend from monkey? Well, well, here's what I, here's what I'm trying to get to. Here's what I'm trying to get to. The the problem with non young Earth creationists, like for example, uh, Jimmy Akin, is that they'll just like throw everything. Like, actually, it's all just like a metaphor, bro. When there are like certain things that you have to hold, like for example, uh, huma- like the stuff in Humana Generous, I think um, you have to hold that, of course. Um, but like for example, the age of the Earth, you don't you don't have to hold like actually, bro, six day creation. Like you don't have to believe that, and so I don't believe that. And so that's that's just it. That's all, you know. Okay, that's... so yeah, I honestly I don't I don't care too much about this. I mean, this is this has like more trivial uh, importance for me because honestly, I I don't. My my, you know my view. I don't think this is something that can be known by reason, and then I don't think revelation is is sufficiently clear on how exactly we are supposed to. Uh, because things like something as simple as like uh, the genealogies um, referring to descendants rather than referring to direct children, or or like a certain gap in the narrative that we're not uh, informed with. It's like it's very easy to slip in like a lot of time. So I, I don't think it's sufficiently clear to to tell us uh, exactly. But as again, I don't think uh, this is something which is noble by reason. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I, I don't think that young earth creationists are bad. I just don't like it when young earth creationists like say that, like you actually have to hold this position, or that this position is the most logical when like they're equally as like logical. Yeah, this was not a good look for uh, with Hassan's quite uh, comment. Yeah, Marshall saying one a heretic is no longer pope, and two Francis is a heretic. Yeah, with with the major premise, um, <laughs> there there is a great deal of dispute with the major premise because I would just take the the position of of the the general Dominican position, um, as as uh, explained by Cajetan principally, and then uh, perfected by John of Saint Thomas. Uh, how, it, it's, how did there, there's you no so uh, Taylor Marshall. Yeah. 
I have no idea, honestly. Like, yeah, I don't know exactly. how he's just like, oh, actually, Bellarmine is the is the only person who's ever written on this ever, ever, and uh, nobody's ever ever written on this. But again, Bellamy Bro. doesn't even take the position. Bellamy takes the position that the Pope can't be. A, yeah, uh, but formal but even heretic. but even if we were to concede what, so like, let's concede that one, Bellarmine was the only person to like write on this ever, right? And two, Bellarmine actually did believe what like Taylor Marshall is saying he believed, like, oh yeah the Pope can be a heretic, right? But, like, Bellarmine clearly states, like, you can't know that. Like, he says, like, without, like, a council, there's no way of knowing at, at all. Like, so, so like, Taylor Marshall's just, like, failing at understanding Bellarmine. Like, it's it's pretty clear. But, like, I don't, I don't understand why Taylor Marshall even fell into that. Like, he, he's a Thomist. He should be, like, uh, familiar with this. Any anyone that's like, you know, studied this sort of thing, uh, should be familiar with like how to deal with a heretical pontiff within like the first year, like of what they're you know this is a really common thing in Catholicism, like sedificantism, and how to deal with like quote unquote modernist popes. Oh, did he die? Did he die? Yo, he died. What's up, everyone? Hi. I think Christian is dead. Like his his house probably got smited by the storm. Uh, so it's just me. <laughs> shout out Quantavius right now. Shout out Jack Whale. Shout out Syed Hassan. Shout out everyone. Shout out your Mark Mark Silency, Kyle Marks, Chunky Crusader. Shout out everyone. Shout out, shout out Andy. Shout out Boom. This was always the plan. I'm taking over this channel. This was always the plan. This was always the plan. Lex Vivendi, I the, I'm the one that denied YEC. He was the one that believed it. So get your facts right. Bro got struck by lightning. Bro, so true. So true. Shout out to my boy, Cameron Stenard, who may or may not be in a very bad position right now. Please pray for him unironically. Uh, shout out to him, though. <laughs> so what's up, guys? What's up? How's everyone doing? How's everyone? How's everyone? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mazda said his came from. They didn't come for me, though, because they're scared. They're scared, bro. They're scared. When is Cajetan going to be canonized? Um, I'll be honest. I hear Cajetan was a pretty pious guy. But then at, at the same time, like, he's he's he, he's supposed to be, like, really rude to his opponents. Like, he was really nice to everyone and very charitable. But, like, uh, for example, when he writes against Trombetta, in his commentary, uh, like he goes off like very, very, very badly. Like he goes off, bro. Oh, you're back. What's up? What's up? Power went out. You're still, uh, you're still, um, you're still lagging like really hard. Oh, I am. Yeah, because yeah, I'm your camera quality is like awful. Oh, f in the chat. 
Yeah. Should I just? I should probably just turn off my camera. Yeah. Go there ahead. There you go. Ugh. Okay. That's right. Get give yourself a uh, give yourself a, like a profile picture, bro. How do I do that? Right, Bruh. Okay. So what you're gonna want to do edit, is you're edit, gonna oh add audio ad ad avatar. Yeah. Um. Let me see. Tito. There you go. Click apply. Okay. Will you load? Gosh, it's taking forever to load. Man, this connection's um, the worst. <laughs> yeah. There you yeah. go. Okay. Wow. There so, it goes. What, what did you talk about while it's gone? Uh, nothing. We were scared, bro. We were literally scared. Thought that like, <laughs> thought that my house got like absolutely wrecked by a lightning bolt or something. Yeah, we were so scared, bro. We were not celebrating your downfall. Okay. We weren't. Cajetan and John of Poinso. How, how do you even say that? Okay, John of St. Thomas are wrong, bro. They cite documents that we know are spurious, like see Papa. Okay, okay. bro. We okay, don't care. cool. And we, both we sides care. were citing, we're basically citing, I, I mean, it's it's 16th century uh, theology. Like, if, if trust me, if you... If you read enough of Bellarmine, for example, you'll find spurious stuff everywhere. It doesn't mean he's wrong. Like, he has other arguments. Bro. But, uh, bro, but like... Later, this Dominicans, one... later Dominicans don't realize it and then don't use uh, those same arguments. Bro, oh, but, and... like, if you use, like, one bad document, it's like your whole thing's ruined, bro. Marshall's yeah, view is contrary true. to canon law. He knows it. I don't know if he knows it, true? but like it's definitely contrary to canon law. How close was the Church of England to coming back in reunion with Rome? In the 70s, it was so close. Then the gay Episcopalians decided to start ordaining women, and then the Orthodox backed out. Because basically it was the Orthodox in the Church of England were going to come into full communion. And it was really close. What it basically meant that if the Anglican communion and the the orthodox came into union that rome obviously would have been like okay we're we're gonna we're gonna figure something out because we we, we want all three of us to, to to come on board but um that that didn't happen because the gay episcopalians decided to start ordaining women so it's literally women's fault that christendom is still divided women did this wow who else i don't wait wait taylor marshall tweeted something in favor of molinism lol Wait, what do you say? I said, who else has been women, of course. Oh, so true. L literally plunged the entire world into sin. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's probably a good thing that didn't happen because, you know, it's probably a good thing that uh, they did oh, start ordaining women. There's another, there's another super duper chat. Be because, uh, I mean, like, Orthodox communion with England probably wouldn't have been good for Rome because that would have meant that Rome would have had to make, like, the concessions. So true. So that's probably the good. The dog people came from. Yeah, bro. I'm trying to go down to... Oh, and a second super... That man super... Away. 
I'm about to be rich, dude. Okay, how should how do we convert our Anglican brothers? The Vatican should send out missionaries again. Um, I think at this point the ordinariate has been doing a really super job when it comes to converting Anglicans. Like you don't realize that there's just there's literally been thousands of priests in England who have been converted since the pastoral provision um, started up. And uh, Anglican Orm J.D. Boost made it even easier. Like literally thousands of priests. And you look at like the American Ordinariate. I was talking from somebody uh, in, and they get priests, they get calls from like, uh, like over uh, at least one priest a week, uh, usually more, who are thinking about uh, getting received into the Roman church. Like we're, we're absolutely slaughtering them at, at this point. Bro, I don't know, like, Apologia Anglicana, like, might might change all that, bro, with his, like, Freddy Fazbear t-shirt. Bro, don't do him like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. I have to do him like that. Dende tried to convert us to Molinism while you were going. No, you didn't, Dende. Did you? Uh, I don't. I think I remember this. Owned, owned, owned. I think I, I think I remember this, but the thing is, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't think that's like how it went down. I didn't try and tell him to be like Molinist. I think he was asking about like, uh, I forget, I forget exactly what it was, but it was concerning like, uh, it was concerning grace, and I just said like, bro, here's some like sources and like. The majority of them, I think. Am I right? I don't remember exactly what happened, but they were like Molinist favoring. And I was like, he was like, whoa, are you trying to make me a Molinist? I was like, uh, uh, not really. It's a running joke, bro, I guess. I think this is a running joke. No, I'm not trying to make people Molinist. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a really long way of explaining how you were trying to become I I was like this was like three this was like three months ago in a Discord call that lasted about like fifteen minutes, okay? So don't I have like twenty I have twenty five starred questions that I'm getting oh, yeah. pretty frequent super chats, so yeah, it's a jealous spot. So how do you all handle Protestant claims that there's no difference at all between Bishop and Presbyter? This is a good question. This is a really good question. So I did this because of, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, uh, people go by many different ways. I asked me on Facebook about this. I had somebody DM me on Twitter, somebody uh, Discord me on this, and they were from different names. So I don't know if you were one of those names. So uh, apologies if I've already pointed you to this. But if you go to my website under my blog and kind of scroll back a little bit, uh, when I was still Anglican, I did a series um, on the in the Old Testament and in the Gospel in the Book of Acts when it comes to the threefold division between bishop, priest, and deacon in the in, in the background of which our Lord and the, the early church were working off of. But basically what you see throughout the New Testament is you do see the words like apostle, um, elder, uh, or presbyter, if you want to put it like that, uh, bishop, overseer, uh, pastor. All, all, of, all of these words are being used extremely interchangeably 
in, in reference to the various ecclesiastical offices. There wasn't a hard and fast uh, line of division between them. It was it was something which was simple. Uh, uh, the Apostle Peter calls himself uh, a an elder. Uh, in in I can't I think it's in uh, his first epistle that he calls himself an elder, so so clearly uh, he's calling himself a priest. Uh, it's true, but these words were very loose. You have even women are being called apostles in some places in the New Testament. It's it's extremely uh, loose language, which is being uh, used throughout the New Testament. It's not until later that you get uh, these solidly uh, laid out language when it comes to signifying these various offices. But yes, uh, the offices from the very beginning had somebody in charge of a larger region, which would have in the New Testament been the apostles, somebody in charge of a local congregation, obviously deacon who were, uh, is, is a liturgical function, I believe. So you, so yeah, the revision, but the the terminology used is uh, different. Twofold. You're cutting. You're cutting out pretty bad. I am cutting, cutting out pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> you're cutting out. Am I cutting Just, out to everybody else? I think I think so. so I mean, the, if you're so cutting the reason, out for me, then if you're cutting no, out for I'm me, then. Now. Yeah, you're, so you're the, the reason that you get this twofold division in the epistles is because you're having the bishops writing their flocks. So, of course, they're not going to have a threefold division because they're not writing the bishops because the apostles were the bishops. So uh, it, it's not until later um, in the in the second century that you start to get that division. So, yeah, that, that's my answer to your question. So was that was that was my answer at least sufficiently clear, even if every word wasn't sufficiently clear? I think so. Okay. So, looking at other. Oh, this is kind of cool. Sophiology. What do you think? What? What do you think on sophiology? Do y'all know what sophiology is? Uh, remind me. I've seen it before. Um, I'm thinking of theosophy. But... With, with sophiology, that's the one where they think like, remember that like the Blessed Virgin Mary somehow is like the eternal wisdom or something like that. I Bro. Can't... Yeah. It's like an Eastern Orthodox thing. Real, 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 bro, real. Um, holds the okay sophiology oh um there's a f oh yeah the feminine fourth hypostasis into the trinity Bruh. yeah and it's the blessed virgin mary <laughs> real bro bro orthodox moment for uh, Theotokos, St. Mary was the world soul and the uh, pneumatophoric hypostasis. I can't believe uh, that there was, they got censored uh, by some people, uh, by the Patriarch of Moscow. Oh, um, 
Oh, there's an afterword by Hans Urs von Balthasar in one of these books. Nice, nice. <laughs> Love to wow. see it. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Love, love to see it. Okay, sociological controversy, the gender of God debate in Western feminist theology. Oh, great. Feminist theology. Awesome. I just tell them they can't vote. Okay, let me... What do you guys think of... Um... Oh, what is it? Um, what do you guys think of like the hate that that one apparition keeps getting? <laughs> no, Our Lady of Good Help. Our Lady of Good Help. Already did owned. owned. What? He said no. Don't look at the Wikipedia definition of sociology. Already did. Troll. Faults on Vatican Two. It's the dumbest possible way to find out about sociology. So, so true. I we, I feel like we had like a really long discussion on this one night and, uh, and Hassan was there and I just needed a quick refresher. So I looked at the Wikipedia page. Christian is looking at the bad sources. Yes, we did. Okay. I'm not crazy then. Okay, so thoughts on Vatican II. What are your thoughts on Vatican II, Dende? Um, I'm not going to comment. Not going to comment? I think Vatican II is an ecumenical council. I think Vatican II is an ecumenical council as well. But Okay. uh, It's an ecumenical... We're just going to leave it there. Bro, it's it's an ecumenical council, council, bro. (laughs) That's what I think about Vatican II. Like, what are you talking about? Obviously, ecumenical council. Yeah, I think who defined it's- who had. I, I love the dogma on the sacramentality of the episcopate. I'm a huge fan, so and true. I sent to that dogma with the assent of faith. So, actually, do yeah too. Was it? Wasn't there another uh, thing that was dogmatized to Vatican II? <sighs> I don't remember. Um, I don't think so. I feel like there was. I feel like there was things. There was a sacramentality of the episcopate. Um, let me see. It, it says that there weren't any, uh, Vatican II did not, uh, define any new dogma. Everybody keeps saying that, but I know that they defined the sacramentality of the Episcopate. I literally know this. So, I don't know, Hassan. Hassan is probably just like typing like a madman in the chat right now. <laughs> Basically, our response. <laughs> what? No. That's li- what? Li- literally, when we talk. What do you, no, no. What do you mean? What do no, you no, mean? no. That's that's us when we talk about Vatican too. Yeah, I know, it's, but like I said, it was an ecumenical council, council. But. But it contains. John P. Joy has a list of infallible doctrine acts in Vatican too. Send it, dude. Send John. Faults on Father Casey. Uh, cringe. Yeah, kind of cringe. I don't know what the recent it's controversy a doctor, about not a dogma. him is. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a dogma after the repetition. Okay. But whatever. 
Okay. Uh, Christian, you know the distinction between de fide credenda and de fide tenenda. No, I'm too tired to spur. Uh, I, I okay, John Joy, Vatican II. We're gonna we're gonna find all. We're not looking at John Joy, Vatican II, on the on the stream. We're not doing that. Um, it's my stream. I'll do what I want. Uh, owned, owned, owned. Uh, come on now, talk. I was supposed to be eating dinner like thirty minutes ago, and, and I stayed on. Bro, you said you said you said six thirty. Yeah, it's well, I was wrong. Let me look, but I'm I'm staying here, bro. I'm not having my steak. I'm, I'm okay. The infallible definition of Vatican II: John P. Joy. There it is. There you go. Okay, no thanks. Okay. Do 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 do. Okay. Where where's the list, dude? Um Kurt, we will not be doing that. Nice yeah, Kurt, you're a federal agent. Sorry, buddy. Oh, I'm a federal agent. Everyone say everyone say Kurt Fed in the comments right now. Everyone say the words Kurt Fed. <sighs> Only you don't, okay, here we go. Um on the pri, uh, primary and infallibility of the Roman pontiff on the primacy of the objective moral order, on the right of the Eastern churches to govern themselves, on the same right of the Eastern churches, on the universality of the atonement, on the apostolic origin of the Gospels, uh, on the historicity of the Gospels, on the obligation of all men towards the true religion, um, on the grave immorality of indiscriminate mass destruction, Oh yeah, that's that's the other one. Why why doesn't he lose the sacramentality of the episcopate? What in the world? Because because John yeah. Joy's so, wrong. So basically, basically when it comes, oh John Joy's wrong. Yeah, you he's mean wrong. uh Doctor John Joy? Yeah, owned, he's incorrect. Owned, owned. Okay, well, I'm not a Fed guys. What did what did he uh? He he okay. asked us to hold a discussion on the JQ, and I called him a Fed. Oh yeah, he's a Fed. Got your Fed. Yeah, you're a federal agent, dude. I'm sorry, bro. You're you're a Fed. Okay, so yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Uh, you're in timeout. Christian, answer questions in order and consistently challenge difficulty level impossible. Okay, I'm no, I'm just going through starring questions. But now we need to end in like a few minutes. And I have 24 starred questions. <laughs> really? Okay, so let's, oh. let's, let's speed run them. Speed run them. Just say yes or no. Just say like yes or no. Okay, stick it on. If anybody, if anybody wants to throw a super chat in there, I'll, uh, I'll like actually get an answer. <laughs> yeah. but, if anyone wants to pay I'm just $5 gonna... for me to say the word no, just, just do it right <laughs> no, now. I'm actually going to, no, I'm actually going to answer it. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm basically just going to give um yes or no. Okay. Uh, what do you use to pray daily? You got a favorite devotion? Yes, I have a favorite devotion. Uh, and uh, 
it, uh, how do I do this quickly? A uh, little office of Blessed Virgin Mary, um, uh, mental prayer, um, uh, uh, the Eucharist. Yeah, that's my devotion. Okay. Question on piety. Uh, did you have difficulty beginning to pray to Mary and to the saints? Or were you already doing so as an Anglican? Uh, I was already doing so as an Anglican. Has your conversion impacted your personal piety? Uh, yes, it has. Uh, what is the image of God? Uh, rationality. Uh, thoughts on St. James the Morslayer. Oh, St. James the Morslayer. I have to Google him real quick. St. James the Morslayer. Um... Uh, is a name given to a representation of the Apostle James the Great uh, helping the Christians conquer the Moors? It's an apparition of St. James that helped during a battle. Yes, it's real. Next question. Based? Ben is so based. Okay. Uh, medieval are based in scholarship. Modern scholars be like, no, the house of the Nazareth totally didn't transport to Sarat. Houses don't teleport in other copes. So true. Does the image of God remain in us after the fall? And is it an action or an essential attribute? It's an essential attribute because it's rationality. So uh, it's something which is actually uh, definitional. So to remove it would to uh, would to put somebody outside of the the species of human, and they would be a brute. Thoughts on four hundred one k? All the people who are based say it's cringe. So it's cringe. If you had to choose a religious order to join, which one would it be? The Dominicans of Avrio. Questions for Dende. Thoughts on the Family Guy episode where the Falcon lands on Stewie's soft spot? You're funny, bro. Next what question. What about it? You're funny, bro. Next question. Okay. Uh, how much weed is required to smoke to become J-Dire? Uh, a lot. Wait, wait. How do you know? Who is this? How do you know about this, the Stewie thing? Wait, what? Yo, yo. This is... Okay, I'm actually creeped out. Continue, continue. Continue. Next, next question. This is really, this is, this is creepy. Like I, like this guy is making like, like jokes that only like two people in the world would get. And that's neither of their YouTube channels. Thoughts on Lutheran claims to Episcopal apostolic succession through the Scandinavian and Baltic churches. Um, Possible, but uh, basically it's lost now because of all the gay women stuff. Why do you reject Pope Michael? Because none of the bishops of the world accept him. It's about Lofton calling Marshall schismatic. Ooh. Uh, I got to see the rights against werewolves and vampires. Please link. Um, uh, Eastern rights against vampires. There you go. Vampires.fandom.com <laughs> Bro, I actually think this might. No, I'm yeah. telling you, this like is interesting because this like mentions like Oriental what they're talking about. Am I so, am I schizoing I like actually like knows hard? What talking. Hello. Should women wear pants? No. Uh, there's actually a of 
uh, Avril on uh, it's called Follow Not the the Fashions. Oh, there it is. Actually, I'll just go to their entire Modesty archives. Really good. All their articles on Modesty are good. But yeah, women should not wear pants. Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Why? I'm trying to find the guy who even commented that, and he's just it's just gone. Where was that? I, don't, I can't even find the guy. I have no idea. Okay, Massachusetts sucked. Uh... Hello? Christian, we can't hear you. Bruh. Hello? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Sup? Sup? Okay, I'm back. Yeah. Hear me, Dende? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. This is the saddest Q&A ever. It wow. Is. What do you mean it's the saddest? Oh, I found out who it was. Oh, my, actually, this is the saddest Q&A ever. Well, actually, you're going to be the saddest guy ever when I block you. Owned. Blocked. Get out of here. Unban me. No. Destroyed, debunked, owned, owned. Are we live? Are we live right now? Okay, I have eight more stars to answer. Okay, question. Do you think apologists like Trent Horn and Jimmy Aiken are solo ecclesia based on how they debated? Yes, I already said yes. Uh, basically, we have to recognize that the uh, proximate rule of faith, which is the magisterium, is based on the remote rule of faith, um, and that it's a norm, norm, and that we can just as well argue from the from the remote role of faith, it's faith itself through um, through the reading of, of the theologians and fathers and through through making arguments uh, that are uh, consequent on uh, uh, that that uh, that that flow from the premises which they lay out. It's completely fine to do that. So you don't need like, um, actually, uh, where's that exactly talking about uh, in the magisterium? Okay, is Dignitatis Humanae in line with prior magisterial teaching on religious liberty? Uh, what do you think, Dende? Uh, in line with cruel primum infallible, because it says uh, for the for the first uh, that can go either way. I'm of the opinion that it is too vague to answer the question. 
is quo primum infallible because it says it should be perpetually observed? No, that's not true. If something says it's observed in perpetuity, it means it's observed until changed. Uh, if I ask it for you, no, it's okay, bro. No worries. I don't think you asked this anyway. What is, why is uh, Hassan going off on secondary uh, objects? Oh, yeah. Dogmatic fact is basically like that. Like an example of dogmatic fact would be um, that the Jansenists teach Jansenism. Wouldn't, wouldn't also a dogmatic fact be um, that Adam and Eve like exist or have existed? Yeah. Would that uh, would that not also be a dogmatic fact that yeah has well because it's because it's presupposed in like canons of Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be another example because it's not really something like that is of the faith, but you can't really deny it, uh, or you would uh, be a heretic. Or for example, that Pope Francis is Pope. That yeah, that's fact. another one. That's another dogmatic fact. Hence, all you said, Abros, you're heretics. Mm. Yeah, even I though they know. don't deny a dogma of the faith, they're still technically heretics because they're denying something which is intrinsically connected. So true. Oh, he's talking with you. Okay, I get it now. I was very confused what was going on. Okay, so uh, is Dignitatis Humanae in line with prior magistral teachings yeah, of religious liberty? Yeah, you already, you already got it. I don't know. And is cold premium infallible because it says it should be perpetually observed? No, because um, that's not really how liturgical um disciplines work uh liturgical disciplines um like if the pope has a liturgical discipline he can't bind his successors by that can't be like uh, i command that all of my successors um have the the uh saint michael the archangel prayer after mass like that's that's not how it works okay still waiting for master eris to be invited he's invited whenever he wants to come on uh, is being gay part of the third articles of faith? Yes. Uh, yes. It's when they say um, the Bishop of Rome hath no jurisdiction here. Uh, how were Old Testament saints aware of the prayers of those on earth without the beatific vision being granted to them after Christ's resurrection? Mm, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, was there... Is there any evidence that intercession of the saints was practiced in the Old Testament? Yeah, I think so. You think so? I don't think. I think so. I think there was something in the uh, Deuterocanon. I'll have to I'll have to go back and check. But it uh, could... yeah, I don't. I mean, because I think the reason that they're able to hear our prayers is because of the beatific vision, bro. But like, God could have just told them. So true. God just told them. W W. Yeah, God, God literally could have just told them. Like based owned. The, the virgin, <laughs> like, like, explained this versus the chat. God just told them. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, is, it, is it not, like, a plausible answer? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, God just, like, told them. Okay, so. Right, but the secondary object here is the historical fact that her church having taught the dogma, but the dogma is the ex opera operato conferral of the fullness of power and episcopal consecration. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Yeah, the, yeah. Is 
the St. Thomas says that God just told them is how the saints know our prayers today based? Based? Yeah. Dub. I don't think prayers to the saints was a thing before the ascension. Yeah, I, I would agree. Does, does he really? I have to think because he only covers prayers to the saints in his actually when he covers Christology, if I'm remembering correctly. That's when he covers it in the Summa. Right? Am I right about that? Or did I just make that up? It was? I mean, why is that like, where, where is that stated? Is there, I mean, I've never ran into any church teaching about the the prayers of the saints before. Um, it mentioned the Talmud. Oh, I don't really believe in that Jew books anyways. So it also mentioned the Talmud that our Lord is burning an excrement, so... I don't trust the Talmud too much. Read Jesus in the Talmud by read read Jesus. Professor. Yes, read read Jesus in the you Talmud. You should read that book. You should read that book. Okay, four more questions we got to go through. Uh, oh wait, we already answered that. So only three. Does Dende think Bonaventure is cooler than Aquinas? No. I think I, I like this statement. I don't know if you ever heard this statement that Bonaventure uh, gave heat to the church and Aquinas light. So I, that, that's how I view the relationship between what? the two. Bonaventure gave heat to the church and Aquinas light. Because heat's referring to the inflaming of the will and light is referring to the illumining of the intellect. Might, because obviously there's overlap between the two, but when it comes to their, the chief purposes of, of one or the other, then yeah. Yeah, fair. Okay. Okay, have a roundtable discussion about the SSPX and how they need to be brought to heal. No. No. Owns. Uh, do you know what should be in my roundtable discussion about the SSPX? So Don't we can't let them know. Don't let them know. Don't let them know that we love Archbishop Lefebvre. Bro, why can't I love Archbishop Lefebvre? Like Eastern Catholic soy jack over like literal heretics. But yeah, but true. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Eastern Catholics are just like, oh, my 19th century heretic that like <gasps> wrote, wrote that said the papacy was like like a pile of poop. Like, oh, so cool. Like, wow. <laughs> literally, literally. And then true. like, and then like Archbishop Lefebvre, uh, literally a converter of like half of Africa, like defender of tradition, like questionable move. Yes, questionable move. Bro, but like, they didn't, know, but like they didn't know in an extremely difficult circumstance. When Broke. he literally thought that the entire church was falling apart. They didn't know. But they, they were given logical arguments for the papacy, and then they responded with, uh, but my orthodoxy. So, you know, like, they didn't know they had invincible ignorance. Bro, right? they didn't even trust, trust. They, like, didn't know anything. <laughs> they, were, like, they were, like, theologians writing against Rome, but they, they, they had no idea. They never read our books. The books that they quoted, they never read them. Trust. They were given these arguments and try. they, uh. They were like they, they ran into Roman Catholics like all their lives, but they just didn't know. And so they're actually like cool and stuff. So we can venerate them. Trust, bro. Like Saint M- M- Saint Mark of Ephesus, he was actually like cool, dude. Bro, so true. <sighs> Who's the best of the Nouveau Theology? Have you read Von Balthazar? I mean, depending on how um, how wide you're taking the new belt theology um i would say ratzinger is my favorite congar and the second answer no congar no 
you can't like Kogar. Bro, read him on read him on the Philly okay though. Chad. Uh, actually, uh, I mean, technically you could have um what's his name? Um why why can't I think of his name right now? Because I mean, it's just like this term "nouvelle theology." Like, yeah, I think it's I think it's like a good sticking point. Like, yeah, there's these guys who had this tendency when it came to uh, when it came to the, the way in which it viewed uh, resourcement, um, in the way in which it viewed the the traditional uh, formulations of church doctrine and stuff like that. Like, that can be a meaningful category that we place people in. But it's like, yeah, that that, and it's like, yeah, De Lubac, uh, his his surnatural. I think it's heretical. His uh, work on medieval exegesis, I think it's baller. It's like you have, you have such a dichotomy with these guys. Like their historical scholarship, really cool, really great, really amazing. Um, their doctrinal writings, some of it's really bad. I mean, they have some cool insights. It, it's like the, you have such a mixed bag when it comes to the, each one individually and then how you even define the group. So true. Any more questions? Uh, we have two more. Oh, one more, actually. Do you know of any good books on the papacy for beginners? Early Papacy by Chapman. There you go. Okay. Let me see. Any other questions that I am excited enough to answer? I cannot see any. Okay. Thank you, everybody, and goodbye.